How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to the channel. If you guys are new, do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button. We're almost at 300K, so I want to say thank you so much to all y'all out there. So I'm going to tell you guys right now, the irony within this clip I'm about to show you guys hits really deep. Hits really hard. Now, we're talking about some goofy stuff all the time when it comes to Russian state TV hosts, but this one right here is showing you how little she thinks of Americans and their ability when it comes to intellectual thoughts. Okay, She's now saying that studying inside the United States makes you, well, just, just go ahead, watch this video. Они как маленькие дети не верят в то, во что не хотят верить. Они вот как маленькие дети в плену своих фантазий. And yes, you heard that correctly. She thinks that we are apparently all mentally challenged children, but it's still very ironic that she decided to leave the great mother Russia and its oh so good colleges to then come here and study in America. Does she not realize how dumb she really sounds? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you literally are saying that everybody here in America and all the colleges and everything is so terrible, and yet you left mother Russia to come study abroad. In America. Anyway, this happens when you surround yourself, you know, with people who have no real actual thoughts of their own. They're just all going to agree with you. Yes, 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 Putin master. Yes, we got it. Okay, now this is actually one of the first videos we've actually seen of Putin himself, but he is now claiming that they're apparently, I don't know, they're going to target areas within inside of Ukraine like they haven't already, I guess, if they receive these new weapons from the United States. Если они будут, они будут поставляться, из этого мы будем делать соответствующие выводы, применять свои now, I can assure you this isn't going to stop the flow of arms into Ukraine. All this really does is solidify the fact that they are literally worried all the way to the top of the chain of command about the flow of the new weapons coming in that they think will actually, and they are going to, impede with their so-called military operation. The special one, that is. The special military operation. Russia's also been moving some more equipment along the border of Ukraine into Belarus. That is the Belarusian border with Ukraine. The Ukrainian military is claiming that Russia has now deployed medium-range surface-to-air missiles with anti-aircraft artillery systems uh, and S-400s. So I'm not really fully convinced that this is going to do very much, to be honest with you, because if they don't have any success in the East, the entire war is really just riding on the shoulders of men in the East, uh, the Ukrainian side and the Russian side, but more or less on the Russian side. If they do not have any success on the eastern side of the country, eh, they're not really getting anywhere. I also want to point something out. This is somewhat funny, by the way. Uh, Russian soldiers are now claiming that they're going to apparently capture the town of Slovyansk in the next week. I'm going to go on a limb here and say that's not going to happen, like for sure. And I also don't even see them making it to the valley for next week, by the way. They've been attempting to get across the Donetsk River for how long? Almost a month now. And how many losses have they had? Oh, roughly about a thousand men. And God knows how much equipment trying to do so. Do you guys really think they're going to get it over in the next couple of days and then take an entire city in a week? Come on now. Like, let me know in the comments. I'm actually curious. Do you think that all these Russian sources that are coming out, oh my God, we're going to take Slovene ass in the next week. It's going to happen. You really think it's going to happen? All right, so we're going to talk about mapping. Red's going to be Russia. Blue's going to be Ukraine. As a lot of you guys now who have been on this channel for a while, there's a lot going on. Black is going to be your logistical routes. All right, here we go. We're going to be starting up in Kharkiv today. So Ukraine has actually made a few gains in the last 24 hours inside Kharkiv. Now, they, they've secured a bit more ground just outside of Ternova. So right outside of here, here's Ternova right here. Ternova itself... Um, is actually been taken back, I believe, by the Russians. But the farmland that they've taken, it's what it is. Just on the outside of it, there's no city, there's no nothing. It's barely just open ground, which is not a big deal. They now can move in artillery pieces to hit Ternova. But another big thing is uh, they've actually split the Russian elements. Okay, They've actually, the Russian element that was inside this area moved back into Ternova. So I'm going to clean that up for you guys. So this element has actually moved back into Ternova, and the element of Ukraine is actually pushed south. 
Okay, so it is under Russian control as of right now, from what I know. With that, the Ukrainians are actually been doing it's a, it's a fairly big deal. They have actually essentially cut off the Russians from their own element, creating two separate pockets. So we're gonna go ahead and back up a little bit. Pocket one and pocket two. Okay. It's pretty obvious. Now, this is not a major deal, but this is going to make it a bit more difficult for them to refit and supply when it comes to getting reinforcements and weapons and ammo and whatever it is. The only real feasible way for them to do so now to resupply this entire area is actually go back into Russia and then back over. That's going to slow it down just a tad bit. Okay. Now, I don't know. That's that's a good... That Now that I, I, I'm actually speaking about this, it makes me think, if they do get artillery pieces, that is the Ukrainians, right in this area, are they going to then target the supply routes that would be inside of Russia to actually... I mean, is that, are they going to do that? I don't know. They've also liberated another town called Supika, I think, which is just five miles from the border, okay? They've actually moved an element out of Pryanka, which we know Ko- Kozacha Lopan is actually very heavily fortified by the Russians. They've, they've dug in trenches and all this kind of stuff inside of this area. Now, pro-Russian channels have actually been claiming there to be heavy fighting as well, just a little bit east of here, about six, seven, eight miles in Velki, Proviki. Anyway, that area right there, there is heavy fighting going on. So now there's a little bit of movement in Kharkiv. Uh, they have been shelling, by the way, just north of Rubazine. The Ukrainian forces have been shelling this entire area. They have not pushed any forces anymore north. They've just been holding Rubazine, which is, as we know, a kind of a big deal because that kind of screws up the logistical routes that come out of Vovchansk down south. So that is because they're in artillery range. So now we're going to move a little bit more. I actually say a little bit more. We're going to move east and southeast. So this is the city they're claiming they're going to take within a week. Okay. Now, how many failed river crossings has they had? I think it's four. They had a huge one right here in Bilo or Vavika, which was an absolute disaster. 400 men, KA, and uh, wounded. And they lost, I think, 80 pieces on that one. In that one day, that's a huge mass casualty. Like, that's crazy. I think they've had four unsuccessful ones so far. They attempted one yesterday. Uh, that literally went nowhere, and I think it was more of a probing attack than anything, and there was also another one just north of here. Okay, now, they think they really think they're taking it? I don't, I don't know. You guys let me know, like I said, I don't think it's going to be a thing. I'm going to move over here to Severe Nadesa. Actually, I'm going to change over to my more close-up map for you all. So here we go. Yes, more detailed. We love it. We actually have the roads and the, oh, the roads. Wow, find your words here. The roads and the routes. So if you guys did not know, a day or so ago, Zelensky was actually inside of Liz Chance. Guess he was. And Solodar. He was checking on the men and the progress they made. Now, the images came out yesterday. Now, I don't know if he was, he, I would hope they didn't post the videos and, and stuff of him there the same day. That would be kind of crazy just for OPSEC, but I don't know. So this was clearly done to show strength to his men that are currently fighting in the area along with, it's more or less a morale booster for the ones that may be worried. It's also a clear indication that the Ukrainians still control the main routes leading to and from the city and have enough confidence to bring him in there. So here's Liz Chance because we know it's on the hill, hilltop. So this whole main route, I mean, look at all the red surrounding it. So, I mean, he was able to get in this main route, most likely something that looks like this. That entire main route is, is so secure that they're going to bring the guy that's in charge of the entire country. Now, that, that, was, that also kind of messed with the Russians at, at, at the same time because they're losing all these generals on the front line, and yet Ukraine has, has the wherewithal, and, and they feel so good about bringing like They can literally bring him there and not have to worry about him dying. Like that's, that's a big deal. Zelensky, by the way, has also said publicly that if Ukrainian army loses control of severe Nadesh, trying to return it back 
under Ukrainian control is going to be very difficult. He said that if Russian military were to fully capture the city, it will take five times the amount of men and equipment for a full-scale counteroffensive to take the city back. So I guess personally, like I made the assessment that I didn't think they would be trying to maintain it, but I guess I was incorrect in the fact that I thought they might be just trying to inflict as much damage as possible. I am human, I know. I haven't made too many mistakes during this war so far, but I will admit if I was wrong, and it seems I must have been because, I mean, if Zelensky's coming out saying we need to hold the ground, we need to hold the city, or, you know what, he could be saying this to keep to keep the morale, the men up, but I don't I don't think he'd be doing that because, for one, they don't have the amount of men to, to lose like the Russians do. I have read that I believe it's like one to five right now. Yes, one Ukrainian to five Russian inside of this city. So I don't, I don't really think that'd be the case. But once again, defensively held positions, and I know this area that I'm going to show you guys, these little yellow pockets right here, um, it's, it, well, there's a lot of fighting going on, but no one really controls that area right now. Okay. Now, if they plan to maintain this city, then the plan of letting the Russians overextend themselves and actually end, end up literally trapping themselves was brilliant. You guys got to think about it. The Russians pushed through really quick, like really quick. They got all the way down to here. Okay. They pushed through real quick. They overextended themselves, leaving themselves like really, well, weak in the rear. And then they hit them from Liz Chansk with artillery rounds and then made them push back. So in the end, I don't know. If they control Liz Chansk, in my eyes, this is the biggest deal because it's a strategical important area and they must, must, must keep this area and maintain control of this thing. Now, it looks like the Chechen forces may have changed their attitude, or the Russian forces, that is, just inside this area, with how they're patrolling within Severnodest. Now, since the last video we guys showed you. But as we see, there's no civilian activity within the area, which is a clear indication of what I said a few days ago. Heavy fighting was expected, and they left, civilians, that is. I have no idea how I was able to see this while sitting in America, but... I don't know. I guess I'm not really trying to be a wartime TikTok star. I'm just going to be honest with you. And that's pretty much what the Chechens are trying to be and really want to be. So they couldn't see the, the clear indications of what's what's around them. No one wants them to be there. The kids are giving them some crap. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it, there's no military-aged men. Actually, military-aged anybody around. So talking about Severin Tedesk, there's always so many conflicting reports, by the way. I've read so much, and I was telling my camera guy this morning, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a brutal one for me. It's going to be, this one was actually really difficult for me to actually lay out for you guys because there's so many different ones. And you know, it just doesn't really, it really depends on what side you're on, okay, and what you want to believe. A lot of people don't realize that. They're going to read and maintain what they, what they believe. And I'm trying to sift through all of it to actually find the truth of what's actually out there. And I, I try my best sifting through it and a lot of the BS and whatnot. And I think I put together what, what I believe to be the truth. All right. Now, Ukrainian general staff is reporting that the Russian offensive operations are actually taking place right now. So I actually have it indicated up here on the map, this little red area. Now, it's inside the industrial zone, which is just uh, just west of the street, which we can't see the street names, but there is a street literally that goes like this, okay? So these this, this main front line of both sides is literally on these main routes, these main roads, okay? Just just on the west side of Borden Lishnia Street, okay? Ukrainian forces have maintained their, their uh, positions, and heavy fighting has continued throughout most of the day, but to be honest with you, the Ukrainian front line has seemed to be very, very stable. Okay, now this is, once again, with me telling you guys, it, they're, they're, they're roughly one to five when it comes to the amount of Ukrainian to Russian inside this area. Now, Ukrainian military has been hitting the Russian elements within the city pretty hard with precision artillery strikes. And they've actually been mainly uh, directed towards the Russian command post, which there's actually 
I think there's four of them. I think there's three in this area right here, and then there's another one that's back on this side, okay? I believe there is four, okay? I don't have them annotated on here, but I, I'm pretty sure. They've been hitting the Russian command posts, control areas along that front line, so this, this whole yellow area, okay, just so you guys are aware, that whole control area right there, lines of communication and supply routes. So the artillery barrage is actually hitting inside this, this yellow area right here, okay, this area. Is, is literally creating a like a buffer zone between the line of contact, which literally it's an empty area with neither side controls. Now, on the eastern side of the Cassidy, uh, Russians have actually been struggling. This is somewhat ironic, by the way, uh, to defend their positions due to them actually destroying all of them, all the buildings before their initial push. Okay, I got to clean this up again. I'm sorry. I'm getting all getting all excited over here. So on this eastern side, which they have been losing a little bit of ground here, this whole eastern side of the city, They've been losing uh, ground mainly to the fact they have nothing to actually maintain and defend. And I do still want to throw this out there. I personally believe in the coming weeks or week, there could be a chance. Yes, there could be a chance the Ukrainian military will actually end up having to retreat to list chance due to them being outnumbered, because which they are. And honestly, if all the structures are destroyed within the city, what are you really defending? I mean, just look at this video that is coming in from a Russian source showing the damage within the city that was literally intact a week ago. So we're going to shift out of this area. There hasn't been a lot going on in Papazna, oddly enough. I did read something from, uh, so I have multiple different Russian sources that I sift through. And then there's there's one that's always like, I want to use the word, word uh, outlandish, I guess is the way. He's always out there. He always makes these really crazy things. But he's now claiming, by the way, before we move on, I guess, that this route, apparently there's Russians patrolling on this route. He's, this is what I'm saying. The stuff that I see, he's also one of the ones that's saying they're going to take Slovenask in the next week. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say that's not confirmed, so we're just going to peel off of that. But I'm going to back up out of here, go over to my handy dandy, my bigger map. So we're just sitting here north of Papazna as we were. We're going to move all the way over here. So this is the area we're going to be talking about now, just outside of Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan make a lot. So it has actually been said that almost all the Russian roadblocks that were inside of Melitopol have actually been abandoned by the Russian troops. This is clearly a very strange thing to have happened randomly with the current offensive that's actually taking place right now just outside of Kyrgyzstan. There's multiple areas. Uh, you have one up here, 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 and here. So you literally have four offensives taking place. Now, have they lost more men than they were actually anticipating having to take these men off of, of being on... Uh, route route duty, I guess you would say, making checkpoints forever for whatever reason. You know, are they, are they bring these men in for replacements. I have no idea. Now, Ukrainian forces have actually been able to liberate another town. Uh, just actually right here. We're going to zoom in for you guys. Clean this up. So on that main road leading in from Mikolaev to Kirsten, there's a town, a very small town right here. Okay, it's not showing up on the map for some odd reason. But the town is called Blodomeny. Blodomeny? Anyway, it's just outside of Kirsten. They've managed to actually push the Russians even more so back in towards Kirsten itself. There is actually currently heavy fighting taking place just outside of Kisovika. So you can see that right here. Oh, man, I got to look at that. Kisovika, right here. Just outside of so the entire red area you guys can see, there was heavy, heavy, heavy fighting going on. I've also read uh, so many different conflicting reports about the area around Davy Div, uh, Brid, on who controls what. So I'm just going to leave it be for now, which is just up here. I mean, when I mean back and forth, God knows who controls what. I have, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I, can't, I have no idea. I'm not even going to put it out there. I'm going to let the dust settle before we make any adjustments. It's been so back and forth. I know there's Ukrainians pushing south. I know the Russians are pushing west, coming in this way. I, I really have no idea. So we're just going to take a quick pause in this area. We're going to let the dust settle and get back at that tomorrow and kind of see, see what actually 
comes out of the fog of war. So hope you guys did enjoy this video over here. I will see you guys tomorrow with another episode. I do love you guys. I am. I'm out.